0: Finding Common Battlegrounds is an attempt by two brothers, one conservative, the other progressive, to have civil conversations about politics with a little help from their friends. Welcome to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. Question today, should prostitution be legal? Right. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, We've got Ryan and Josh Cragen, uh, brothers, but very different. And even though Ryan's wearing a red shirt and Josh is wearing a blue shirt, uh, they're actually representing uh, Ryan's representing the liberals and Josh is representing the conservatives. So uh, they will they are this is ingrained in them. They are diehard liberals and diehard conservative. And so it's fun to see their competing points of view, but uh, first our sponsor Lux Bidets. If you've never tried a bidet, you got to try it. It's a, it's a civilized way to live your life. Just like this debate is a civilized way to uh, discuss your differences. Um, Amen. We, we, Format is: uh, we'll be asking each other questions, and you get uh, brownie points for how many for how much you can get the opposing side to agree with you. So we're trying to find common ground uh, with uh, some polarizing subjects uh, that we cover today: prostitution. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and jump into it. I got a little snippet that I wrote uh, that I wrote up, and it's actually it was actually pretty interesting to me. And then we'll just jump into the questions. Um, <clears throat> So, prostitution. Prostitution is illegal in a vast majority of the United States as a result of state laws rather than federal laws. It is, however, legal in some rural counties in the state of Nevada. Prostitution, nevertheless, nevertheless, occurs in the uh, it occurs in the country. People are doing it um, illegally. Uh, the regulation of prostitution is, in the country is not among the enumerated powers of the federal government. It is therefore exclusively the domain of the states to permit, prohibit, or otherwise regulate commercial sex. Under of the 10th Amendment of the United States Constitution, ex, um, uh, except where it, it deals with interstate commerce, such as the man law. Um, <clears throat> in most states, prostitution is considered a misdemeanor in the category of public, uh, public order crime, crime that disrupts the order of the community. Prostitution was at one time considered a vagrancy crime. According to the National Institution of Justice, a study conducted in 2008 alleged that approximately 15 to 20 percent of men in the country have engaged in commercial sex. That was surprising. Uh, there oh. was that high. Um, <clears throat> as with other that's, countries.
1: That's probably a dramatic understatement.
2: I, I, don't, I don't know. OK, but I, I was surprised at how high I, I didn't think it was yeah. that high. As- how many liberals in the country? About 30%. So I about 30%. <laughs> uh,
1: you know that prostitution rates go up wherever the Republican National Convention is and the Super Bowl. Both of those drive prostitution way up.
2: So, so high paid athletes and politicians? Shocker. Uh, as, conservative as with- politicians
1: in particular. That's the best part.
2: Doesn't surprise me in the slightest.
0: <laughs> so prostitution has got three categories street prostitution, brothel prostitution, and escort prostitution. And lastly, um, here are some countries, some prominent countries where prostitution is legal. Canada, uh, it's pretty pretty strictly monitored, but uh, regulated, but um, Thailand, Japan, Germany, Australia, Mexico, and the United States, uh, like we mentioned in Nevada. So pretty interesting. So should it be legal everywhere, I guess, is what we're in the United States is what, is what we're going to be discussing um i'm gonna just jump in here i've got uh there was one i wanted to start with uh yeah let's start with uh ryan's question sorry no uh yes ryan's question to josh okay josh can we agree that forced prostitution sex trafficking or anyone under the age of 18 doing sex work is wrong
1: Yeah. So I don't know that I need to give a lot of background on this. I was just trying to establish a baseline. This is a really, really basic baseline that I think should be should be obvious to everybody. And I think we're just going to start with agreement on this. But it's the question that Tom just asked. And we just straight up agree that forced prostitution, sex trafficking, or anyone under the age of 18 doing sex work is just wrong. Like that should not be legal.
2: We'll do you one better. Anybody that doesn't agree with that deserves to be curb stomped and shut. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. I don't know
1: that i gonna go that far, but
2: yes. Okay. Ding, ding. So good.
1: Ding, ding. All right. I thought We've that was established the, a baseline.
0: One. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, we are going to switch over to the other side. Then <clears throat> Josh's question for Ryan, Ryan, would you agree that when you
2: legalize something, more people will do it? Okay. Um, I'll give you a few examples prohibition when when we banned alcohol technically it worked if the stated goal is to get less people to drink it actually worked okay mm-hmm. um it immediately dropped about 30 uh, percent of alcohol consumption after pro- prohibition took effect and it, it, it slowly rose up to around 60 70 percent but throughout all of prohibition alcohol consumption was down and then as soon as yeah. it ended it shot back up now obviously there was you know the law of unintended consequences took place there was all sorts of stuff that, that sprang out of that uh, bootlegging and organized crime and all that stuff. Um, but alcohol consumption went down um, marijuana being legalized. Um, mm-hmm. in and in a lot of these States where it's been legalized, consumption has gone up. Um, th- this is an interesting one. When they legalize the ivory trade, uh, for a little while over in, in Asia and Africa. They thought that would uh, reduce the number of poachers and that kind of stuff. What it did was increase the demand in the market. And so all of mm-hmm. the, the poaching and all that kind of stuff went up. Okay? When you legalize something, consumption goes up. There, it creates a, a larger demand. Okay? Now, um, let me read this. Uh, Official figures from Denmark lend support to the notion of considerable increase in demand following the creation of a legal market estimates by the danish national board of social services suggest that after prostitution was made legal in 1999 the number of individuals in prostitution rose by more than 40 percent from 2002 to 2009 which would correspond with a significant jump in demand meanwhile in neighboring sweden and i'm going to talk about sweden because these two countries one sweden is,
1: has taken a different approach yeah
2: yeah one's uh, legal one's illegal but i'm going to get more into sweden's Later, where the purchase of sex was criminalized in 1999, but selling sex remained legal. A comparable increase in prostitution has not been observed. So when when you make it legal, the market demand shoots up. And the really disturbing thing, and this goes into what Ryan said, the sex trafficking shoots way up. Okay, You would think that in countries where you made it um, legal that the sex trafficking would decrease because now you have free access to this legal access to, to prostitutes. Um, But it, but it actually skyrockets from all the numbers that I've seen on this. And, and Ryan would know better. I imagine the numbers on this are probably hard because it's an illicit trade in most countries. So it's hard to quantify a lot of the numbers, but all the numbers I saw said that where prostitution is legal, more sex trafficking happens and, and there's more demand for sex. Okay. Would you agree with that, Ryan?
1: Well, uh, I don't know about the first clause there—that that sex trafficking goes up—and um, and the only reason why I'm I'm kind of raising a, a question there is in the rural counties in Nevada where prostitution is legal. I don't think that has been observed. But that said, it's highly regulated. I mean, like it's illegal outside of those counties, and like mm-hmm. everybody knows. So. So I don't know on that first part. I genuinely don't know. might actually be
2: because they're rural. But, but I'm talking be. like right. Amsterdam and Bangkok, places like that. You have yeah. huge, huge numbers of sex traffickers in those places. Right. And I, I, I would like to see the
1: studies that support the idea that once you legalize it, then the sex trafficking goes up. My guess is that the sex trafficking was already there. Um, and then they're just trying to track it down. On the, I on that, the
2: primary I read point, three different oh. studies that, that said... No, the, it, it, well, it rises it sharply. Was there.
0: It probably was there, right? But the question is like, once it's legal, then does it increase, right? right. Well,
2: well, look at it this way. Uh, if the first part is is right, if if when you legalize it, you create more market demand, then yes, the, the uh, pimps and the sex traffickers are going to bring in more prostitutes, more sex slaves, more sex workers to meet that rising market demand. Because they're not going to go where there is no demand, where people can't pay for it, okay? Sure. So – if you look at it from the well, market
0: standpoint.
2: Yeah. So um, if you, le- if you legalize
0: something, if you legalize something, does it happen? Will more people do it, Brian? Right. So that, that's the
1: primary question. Let's, let's sidebar the uh, other point. And I, I think with most of your examples, I think the answer is probably yes. I, I'm always reticent to go with blanket statements just because I'm sure, sure. there's some exception, right? Like, we legalized, I don't know, some weird thing, and demand plummeted. Right? Like, I don't know what that would be. Um, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if legalizing sex work resulted in higher demand for sex work. Um, but so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you agreement. I'm, I'm trying to give you agreement, I, so but I, I know where
2: you're gonna go. I know where you're gonna go with it. Where, you, where which it protects is women. Yes. I'm going to go there
1: eventually, but
2: that'll be my second point.
1: Okay. My, my only other point that I would say there is you also make it acceptable to say that you want to have sex with a prostitute. Right. So, so by legalizing it, it's not, I, I, I don't know that I would definitively say that demand absolutely skyrockets. I think stated explicit demand then increases to probably the level that it was before. It's just people now can say it. So uh,
2: there, there's probably and I don't some know of that. that. right? I think it's probably in between is, is think, those two. I think it's in between. I, w- I wouldn't say it's where it was before. I think demand Maybe does increase, up, yeah. but reporting, well, yeah. reporting will probably be more accurate. Right.
1: Okay. And I would use the example of marijuana before that as like an analog. So mm. when you don't have marijuana legalized, certainly there are people using it. It's widespread. People are going to use it, use it yes. but they wouldn't admit it. And then when you legalize it, there are going to be some people who are like, ooh, I can do this now. So demand will increase for a certain small segment of the population. Like, I can legally do this. I'm going to try it. But then all the people who are already doing it are like, totally I was totally doing this before, but now I can admit it. Right. Like, so it's probably somewhere in between. There was, I I watched this video
0: of these old grandmas doing, getting high on pot. Right. And It was like right (laughs) after they legalized it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have been doing it if it hadn't just become legal. Right.
2: (laughs) Was it their first time? Yeah. It was like, they'd never done it before. They were like,
0: well, this is legal. Let's try it out.
2: Sure. Why not try (laughs) it?
0: Uh, All right, cool. Ding, ding. Uh, We're Speedily moving through these. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move over to Ryan's question. Next second question for Josh. Uh, <clears throat> can we agree, Josh, can we agree that one, whether it is legal or not is going to happen, prostitution is going to happen. And two, when it is legal, it is generally safer for all involved.
1: Okay, So I'm I'm
0: pulling a classic
1: Ryan and giving a double point here, but uh, (laughs) just again, because numbers are fun, right? I'm okay Um, with your
2: double point here because they go hand in hand and this is actually good. So in
1: 2017, 28,490 people were arrested for prostitution in the US. That's how many were arrested. Obviously, far more people were engaged in some form of prostitution. And that's both um, the men and women involved, right? So the Johns and the prostitutes. I was unable to find any statistics on how much of an under-representation, underrepresentation that is for sex work, but I can't imagine that it's anything but a dramatic underrepresentation for how much sex work sex is actually taking the base. Um, my guess is it's just the tip of the iceberg. So for my first point: whether prostitution is legal or not, it's going to happen. Okay, so that's just that's my first point. My Agreed. second point is that when when prostitution is legal, it can be regulated. Um, In Nevada, prostitutes working in the brothels must be tested for STIs, sexually transmitted infections, weekly and HIV and syphilis monthly. Condoms are required to be used for both oral and vaginal sex. So you you basically are putting them into a position where you're going to minimize the transmission of sexually sexually transmitted infections. Uh, On top of that, prostitutes can refuse... <laughs> what was that face for, Tom? <laughs>
0: a condom in oral sex? That's weird.
1: Uh I'm I'm not saying it's not weird, but it is the law there. Um prostitutes can also refuse Johns. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with how it works there, but basically when a John comes in, there's usually like a, a lineup of women. Um, and then the the John gets to pick, right? Like which one he wants to go with. And she could theoretically like turn him down right then. You but fat, typically, but yeah. <laughs> but typically, what happens is they go into a room, and the rooms all have recording devices, and there are bouncers there, right, just to make sure that they're safe. But then they negotiate price, and here's how she can turn him down: she can say, "Oh, for that, that's going to cost you, you know, twenty five thousand dollars." He's like, "I can't pay that," and that's how she turns him down. So she can negotiate the price. And by saying, like, I don't want to, you know, do anything with you, she can just escalate the price to a price that he can't afford, and boom, then it's over, and then he has to go to somebody else. So in effect, prostitutes can refuse the Johns, and arguably it's quite safe. They're in an environment that is a controlled environment where there are people there to protect them in case any of the Johns decide to get violent. And as a result, there's actually very limited transmission of sexually transmitted infections, um, and the prostitutes make money. Yes, they have to pay some to the brothels, but it's not like paying to a pimp. They're not getting beat up. They're not. It's not violent. It's generally pretty safe, which leads to my two-point question. Josh, can we agree? One, whether it's legal or not, prostitution is going to happen. And two, when it is legal, it is generally safer for all involved. So my two points.
2: They, I'll give you a provisional agreement, but they kind your two points kind of cancel each other out. Okay. Because as you said, it's going to happen. So- right. Look, look at your scenario there in in Nevada. These prostitutes are are pricing themselves out of some people's price range. Yep. Okay, so if a guy can't afford several hundred dollars for one of these, uh, one of these call girls or whatever, where's he going to go? He's going to go where it's not legal, where it's cheaper, and Possibly. and what's going to happen there? Okay, so so this is why it creates more demand. Does that make sense? So it's yes, certainly it possible.
1: Is, I don't know, but sure. i uh,
2: I'll, I was going to talk about this with my second point, so let's just roll them in. Uh, if Tom wants to read my second point, these go hand in hand. So we're getting
0: some agreement then.
2: He Pro- said provisional provisional agreement. Agreement. I agreement. Okay. I want to tie his second question to my second question, because okay, some of the statistics I want to read are an answer to what he's saying.
0: Ryan, would you agree that prostitution is not a victimless crime? Okay. Ooh. The
2: the the libertarian in me wants to just say, yeah, if if what you're doing doesn't hurt somebody else, do it, okay? But the problem with prostitution is that a lot of the time it's not a victimless crime. If we were 100% certain that a lady was just doing this because she enjoyed it and she liked the money and she had no problem with it, I'd be totally cool with it. But I've, I've read a couple studies and the numbers were all over the place, but one said up to 70% of women – were either forced into prostitution or they they were in such desperate circumstances, they literally had no other option, which means this is not a victimless crime. They're doing this because they have no other option or they're basically sex slaves. Now to get to Ryan's point with the, the safety of the brothel, you mentioned they have bouncers there. Yeah. If this is such a safe industry for them to be in, why do they have bouncers there? Because a lot of these guys, let me read this. Um, Well, I'll just read the whole paragraph from this article. People that are removed from the situation tend to think that the legalization will lessen the harm of prostitution. This is simply not true. For example, a legal Amsterdam brothel could have three different panic buttons in a single room because clients regularly attempt to rape and strangle women. Therefore, the harmful side effects of prostitution impact the individual and the society in which they live, regardless of the legality. So, well, let, let me read this, these numbers as well because this this is straight up scary. Prostitution normalizes violence. Sexual violence and physical assault are the norm for women in legal prostitution. A Dutch study states that 60% of women in legal prostitution were physically assaulted. 70% were threatened with physical assault and 40% had been coerced into legal prostitution. Legal or illegal, the longer someone is in prostitution, the more he or she is physically endangered and psychologically harmed. Okay, so if those numbers are true, that's terrifying. 60% of these prostitutes have been or are being assaulted by by the Johns and these are the ones where it's supposedly regulated and they have some protections in place or you know if they have uh-huh. three three panic buttons in every room in these brothels that would indicate to me that these women are not in a safe situation okay i mean there maybe best case scenario they're doing it because the money's good maybe but that is terrifying. Do, do you know any woman in your life that you would want to put in that situation? <laughs> right. right. Um, if it was well, legal,
1: would you? I, like... Yes, absolutely. I know some people who I absolutely hate who I'd love to put in that situation. Uh, well, there, <laughs> <Right>. there you <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> exactly. so, no, I mean, so you're asking going me to, to be your okay original with point. Though, this? Yeah, but going to your original point, like, what if there are women and there are women who there are, there are. this is what they want to do. They're perfectly sure. fine doing this, and but, but I'm fine with that. But
2: how do you know? Because this is, again, I think this is part of the problem with why the sex traffickers are going to places where it's legalized. If if they have a sex slave that they have forced into prostitution, all they have to do, if, if like the cops come around or whoever's monitoring this, uh, all they have to do is say, tell them that you want to be doing this or I'll kill you. OK, you know, the, that's what the pimp is going to make his his girls do. And then what are the cops going to do? Because it's legalized. So right. if if up to 70 percent of women in this field have been coerced to do it or they're just completely desperate, holy crap, this is not this is not victimless at all. And a lot of them are getting beat up. So I, I understand what you're saying. Do you agree, you know, Ryan? If What's the question again? Is, it, is this it, a
0: victimless crime? This is not a victimless Well, can we
1: just, can we make it more nuanced? So for the women who choose to do this and it's legal, uh, let's say that there are a number, and I think this is actually true, in the brothels in Nevada, many of them choose to do this. Um, Mm. This is something that they've decided to do and it may not be long-term. They may do this for five years and make good money and then go off and do something else. Um, If they're choosing to do this, it's completely autonomous, right? They've got full volition here and the brothels are fairly safe. I would say that's a pretty victimless crime. Uh, The street walkers in Miami or right here in Tampa, the street is not too far away where most of those prostitutions get arrested. And like the prostitutes get arrested. They're getting beat up. It's violent. I I totally get that. So that is not a victimless crime. I I, I get that. Um, The numbers that are kind of surprising to me are like Amsterdam, where you said that that's where some of it's happening. I think it also speaks a little bit to, um, potentially a pornography culture where violent sex is normalized, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is highly problematic for a variety of reasons. Uh, the obvious one being that it shouldn't be violent um, unless you're into that, you know, teach your kinks, but, uh, but at the same time, right? Like that should not be normalized. So
2: well, those I'm numbers actually are pretty surprised. You brought that up and, and one of these other studies talked about when you legalize it, you make it, you normalize it. Like you just said. So for normalizing violence with, with the porn, then we start to normalize prostitution if we make it legal and they go, Oh yeah. This, because at the end of the day, you are objectifying women with this. You're um, I, mean, I don't know how you argue around that. You are objectifying women, even if they want to do it. Um so, do you, see, do you see what I'm saying there? I wasn't uh, going to go there because I didn't think you would even agree about the porn thing. But um, Well, I mean, keep in mind, like I'm not saying all porn
1: does this, right? There's a, a vast array of porn from erotica to uh, snuff films, right? Where you're literally killing a, a victim. Uh, it, it's, it's a vast array. Some of it, it does exhibit violence towards women, and I'm not in favor so of that. But other porn, that's so like erotica. Like yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. It's a different, a different podcast where we'll discuss porn. Well, all
0: right. What, yeah, what anyway. is? Uh, do we have agreement? I like haven't. I think we'd, uh, largely.
1: I mean, I, we put I would more say, nuance in it. Yeah. If we put more nuance into it, it's a victimless crime for those who choose to do this and they're protected and they're safe. For those where it's not, then absolutely, it's a victim. For those there, where it's illegal,
0: legal, you think I'll it's, agree with that? For the majority, it's safe.
1: Uh, again, assuming that that's why they're doing it, yeah, that like they they chose to do this. Yep. yep.
2: Because again, cool. it's it's so hard to de- to determine if yep. a woman has other options agree. and she's here of her own volition. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I have problems with it because sex trafficking is so prevalent. I was looking at the numbers; there are tens of oh, millions, huge. Of, of women and girls forced into this. Mm-hmm. So to say that, I mean, but you we you understand we where established I'm going with
1: in point that. one. We established in point one. We both agree that that's horrific. Like, like yeah. that's just the baseline, right? We we absolutely agree with that. So, I'm not trying to defend any of that at all.
0: Okay. Let's move on then. Uh, Josh, can we agree that both professional athletes and prostitutes use their bodies to entertain others?
2: Oh, this geez. is a good one.
0: <laughs>
1: I've always been intrigued by this one argument that I heard one time. And I've seen some research to back it up, but it's kind of interesting. Um, for this was an argument for legalizing prostitution. Prostitutes use their bodies to entertain others. Professional athletes use their bodies to entertain others. Why is prostitution illegal, but professional sports are not? And I think this is particularly an kind of keen insight when we know that some professional sports shorten athletes' lifespans like boxing and gridiron football, American football. Uh, Legal prostitution has not been shown to shorten lifespans, right? I mean, you mentioned some statistics on like mental health problems, particularly if they're in, you know, uh, being trafficked or something like that. Um, So I I totally get that there is a difference in how the bodies are being used, but that's a difference really of kind, not degree, because in both cases, the bodies are being used. So... whether you agree with the point or not, I'd like to have a little bit of a conversation about like, what's the difference. So can we agree that both professional athletes and prostitutes use their bodies to entertain others?
2: Um, you can talk about bowlers or professional dart players.
0: Well, they are using their bodies.
2: (laughs) I don't know that they have to do a whole lot. Okay. Um, i I see the point you're trying to make. it's kind of a stretch, and i don't I don't see how it's really relevant to the conversation, yeah, I mean, they're both using their bodies, but well, so okay, so let's say that
1: Josh concedes the point, but i want to, I want to wrestle with that because I think it's an interesting point. What's the difference? Professional athletes will use American skill? football as <laughs> there's, a, there's definitely a skill factor. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. I don't know how many people you've had sex with, right? But from my understanding. One. I'll just tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm not going to out Tom, so we'll just leave it at that. All right. But let's just say that all of us have just wow. had sex with one person. <laughs> um, but
2: Tom is a man whore
1: there. I have, I have not said anything about Tom. I'm, Tom can say whatever he wants to say. Uh would it be fair to say that like, it's possible that sex could be different with different people. And maybe some people are better at it than others.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure that's the case. So skill. (sighs) Sure. I mean, where where are you going with this? I just don't see how (laughs) it's relevant. I'll I'll agree.
1: Sure. Professional athletes use their bodies to entertain people. Prostitutes use their bodies to entertain
2: people. And that's, you're making the point that that's
0: okay. Then, but I'm the, okay
2: the, watching watching a football game with my dad next to me. <laughs> Some people are
1: okay having sex with a mm-hmm. prostitute next to their dad. <laughs> Mentally disturbed people. Do you know anybody? I'm not, I'm not defending that. I, I do That's actually know reach. somebody.
0: I know somebody right. who has mm-hmm.
1: hired prostitutes on multiple occasions. <laughs>
0: We've uh, got uh, some agreement there. <laughs> Tom that doesn't know great. what to make just, of that
2: one. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's not really All relevant. I'm right, we'll um, going move on. Um, All right. I just linked a, a video. I was actually yeah. going to put this with my last point. This is from a scientific study. It's really, really important, really enlightening. So we need to watch this real quick. Okay. I'm going to put it with my last one about uh, prostitution not being a victimless crime. Oh, okay. This is a good depiction of how it, it can be, you know, yeah. uh, how, how prostitutes can be victimized. You know, this is, this is a serious thing. Uh, yep. Okay.
1: And here we go.
2: Like this one-year-old Cadillac DeVille. Priced right at $36,000. Fully loaded. V8 engine. Standard. Shock resistant CD player. Standard. Hey, the yeah. trunk uh, looks kind of small there, Anton. This is live. I'm on live tea. <laughs> Trunk's fine. As you can see, friend, it's not small. It's a big trunk. I'll show you right here. Well, you got a dead hooker oh, in the trunk. Wow.
1: What? No, it can't be. Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker. Hey, pal, I know a dead hooker when I see one.
2: What's happening? Hey, folks. Yeah, come on hey, down. Hey, here's another
0: we dead hooker in this got... trunk. What? Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life.
2: Lord knows I have. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, Josh, I think you need to explain what's going on here. No, I really don't. At the very end, when he says, I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life. And the guy at the end goes, Lord knows I have. (laughs) Apparently, people like to kill hookers. So, you know, Jack the Ripper, this this is not a victimless crime. That's a scientific study we just watched. I had to put that in. That's that's from the greatest movie of all time. That's from Dirty Work. If I didn't put that in, my buddies that listen to the podcast would have killed me. Was that, so that's was that a, Norm MacDonald? That was no, Norm MacDonald,
1: who I, I do actually like. Rest um, in peace. That was pretty Lord funny. Man. Indeed. Uh, I've never seen that
2: movie. I don't even know what the movie is. Oh, you need to watch it. Uh, Dirty I, Work? I have, I have a story about that. I, I'd never heard of it. And I walked up into the attic, which is where Ryan and Mark and I lived when we were um, living at home. And Billy Weaver was watching it, just up there by himself. Mark wasn't even there. <laughs> so he just started it, and I sat down to watch it. And the both of us, we were we were sick by the time we were done watching it. So Billy and I just watched this movie. Anyway, you need to watch it. Everybody should watch it. It's hilarious. Um Oh were, we're we on my question. I just threw uh, it Yeah, what was the question? Yeah,
0: we're on to the third, Josh's third question.
2: <laughs> Which was uh, that fit with the other one? I'm sorry. Right.
0: No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do get, agree. I mean like it I have read articles right of just of hookers being like bur- thrown
2: out of cars, burned, right? Yes. Clearly being just treated as subhuman. Weird. But l- let me give you an actual example. I I wanted to lighten the mood because this <clears throat> this stuff is so gross. There's a guy that lives near me, um, uh, his older sister. When he was, like, 12 and she was 14 or maybe a little younger, she was stolen. His family was walking through a park. She just disappeared. She was kidnapped. These people just grabbed her and took her. And his dad and he searched for months, and they just thought she was dead. She turned up years later, like eight years later, ten years later. She uh, called him out of the blue what had happened is sex traffickers had stolen her. This was in Idaho. They had wow. stolen her, forced her into prostitution. She was addicted to drugs at that point. So when she came back into their life, they're like, this is a miracle, but she was so addicted to drugs. All she cared about was, can I have money for drugs? And then um, as they're trying to figure out how to help her a couple months later, the, the women who were the, the, the pimps that had stolen her and basically had owned her for 10 years. um, she, Like, talked back to them or said she didn't want to do it anymore. So they lit her on fire and burned her to death. Okay. This, this happens. This is in, this was in Idaho, conservative Idaho, where this happened, where this young lady was stolen off the street, turned into a prostitute, and then killed when she fought back. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's tragic. This is, this is horrifying. Okay. And this is, this is the kind of stuff that actually changed my mind where. Again, the libertarian in me wants to say, Yeah, if it's not hurting anybody, do it. This hurts people. And 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 we don't understand how bad it is because this stuff happens where we can't see it. It's right. it's horrifying what happens to these women.
0: Okay, okay. on to my third point. Third. R- Ryan, would you agree that the Nordic the Nordic model is probably the best way to approach the actual problem without further damaging already our marginalized people? So mm. Okay. We're going, it sounds, going
1: socialist. Josh is selling socialism today. I know it. So, so, so explain
0: the Nordic. Model. <laughs> it has nothing
2: to do with socialism.
1: <laughs> the, the I just Nordic have model, to throw a jab at Josh. You know that's what I'm
2: doing, so of course. Stupid.
0: So one of you explain the Nordic model for me.
2: Go ahead. So what it is? They uh, this is brilliant in my mind. Um, they have criminalized um, people that seek out. Um pain for they've, sex. They've
1: criminalized paying pain for, pain for sex. You.
2: But not providing sex. So so let so me break this down. So you can sell it
1: legally, you can't buy it legally.
2: Hmm. Okay. So what this does is you're targeting the the market and you're targeting the problem. The problem is is are the Johns, the guys right. seeking out sex. Right. Um and sort of forcing and, it and, on
0: to people that yeah, wouldn't what, have
2: wouldn't have willingly done it otherwise. Well, Not necessarily what, you know, I talked about how a lot of women are either forced into this or they're doing it because they have no other recourse. So these are already the marginalized people in society. And what happens here is we take these women that are um, prostituting themselves because they're desperate and we make their situation worse by throwing them in jail and, and giving them a criminal history. We make their lives worse instead of helping them. And we're not, we're not hurting we're not, we're not going after the Johns as much, and we're definitely not going after the pimps because they, they can just walk away from it. It's hard to catch them. So we're hurting the people that are already marginalized. We're hurting people that are already hurt. So the Nordic model is brilliant, is that, that it's not further marginalizing these uh, destitute women. If they, if they want to make money off it, go ahead and try. We're just going after the people that are, are so, the actual so- problem. To
0: clarify, so it's illegal there, but they'll only prosecute the Johns. Mm,
1: it's actually legal to sell yeah. sex, right? So, okay, it's, so it's, it's this illegal. weird contradiction,
2: right? Like you can't buy it, but it's it's but they can sell it's it. Brilliant.
0: Mm.
2: In my mind, it's brilliant because it's not hurting right. the people. So the, that wo- are the woman will
0: never well, like she would, she won't get arrested. They're not yeah. going to get arrested. It'll, she walks, yeah. walks away. She walks away. But if they if, but if a guy
2: is caught buying,
0: then sex he gets prosecuted. He woman, he's prosecuted. Yes.
2: Okay, so this goes after the actual problem. It goes the people after that are demand.
0: Violent. It goes
1: after
2: demand, not supply. Yes. Right. Exactly. So you target the demand, and and the it was interesting. The one demand. of these statistics showed that the vast majority of prostitutes are destitute, very poor, and um, marginalized. But the the vast majority of Johns are actually college-educated men with uh, above-average income, which right. Kind of shocking, but it makes sense. There, you know, you're not going to be able to sell this stuff to people that don't have any money. It's not poor guys, for the most part, that are going and buying prostitutes. They can't afford it. So, uh, in my mind, it's it's a brilliant solution, and and the numbers have borne that out in Norway. Um, I thought it was, who did that. Oh, it, was yeah, it was Sweden. Oh, yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, let me read this. Um, an evaluation of the impact in Sweden found that street prostitution had been cut in half. Similarly, an evaluation of Norway's implementation of the model in 2009 found that it had had reduced demand for sex and thus contribute to reduce the extent of prostitution, a result that has been confirmed in additional analyses. Uh, The Nordic model has prevented an increase in prostitution overall, while Sweden's neighbors, such as Denmark and Finland, experience increases in prostitution because it's legalized there. Data suggests... Uh, that it had remained flat in Sweden for the decade that followed the implementation of the Nordic model. So the numbers seem to be proving it out that it decreased prostitution and demand in those countries. And it's got to be a a net benefit for the women that are still prostitutes there because they're not being criminalized for it. In my mind, it's a beautiful way to, to start combating this Ryan Tom. I I mean, does that make sense to either of you in my mind? I think it's brilliant.
0: The question's for Ryan. Ryan, what do you think? (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah.
1: So in my kind of final points, right. The, the wrap up, I'm going to address some of this. Uh, If, if a society decides that they don't want to legalize prostitution and they want to try and drive down demand uh, I would agree with the point. So, so again, kind of, Provisional agreement that this is probably one of the best ways to address this. If society wide, they decide that they don't want to legalize prostitution. Everything that Josh said, kind of like, that's where my heart leans is we need to protect the, the people selling sex. They're the ones who we need to protect. Screw the Johns. I don't really care about the Johns. Um, That's the whole
2: point. They're trying to. Well, good one.
1: That was no pun intended on my part, but good one. I'm glad you caught it. Um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I would generally agree with that sentiment. That said, I think the better approach is to legalize it and highly regulate it. But you know, then again, that that tends to be my approach to a lot of things.
2: I so I would have agreed with that if I didn't see all the numbers that show that sex trafficking goes way up in dem- democratic countries where it's legalized. I can't, you know, sex traffickers are the lowest of the low in my mind. I agree. I, we agreed on that at the beginning. Yeah. I, I agreed. I'm not painting you to in a corner because, yeah. cause again, I've said this already. The libertarian in me wants to just say, yeah, legalize it. Let people sort it out. Uh, you know, Let people do what they want to do. But I, I can't. I, I can't get behind that. Anyway, sorry. You better do Tom's take here. I'm repeating myself.
0: Huh.
2: All right. We, we ready?
0: And yeah. Then gonna, all right. I, so this is a tough one um so uh i did read um Nietzsche, uh, he there's a whole thing he goes into about transactions in the relationships and and he makes this comparison that your wife is a prostitute right that she's <laughs> selling sex and there's a lot of truth to this right in that men you know buy they don't buy i mean they marry these women and the women are getting um security aka money and uh and and men are getting this woman who they get to have sex with right and that that's a big part of the relationship there's other parts right as well but but uh i'm i and i'm a huge believer in con- i think almost all relationships are conditional right it's like the guy sk- doesn't work and stops providing money guess what happens the wife a lot of times doesn't stay around. Right. And the woman stops putting out, guess what? The guy goes somewhere else. Right. And it's sort of a, it's sort of a thing. Um, And so like, it, it, it's definitely um, there's this sort of bartering system, I think going on, you know, in normal society. And, and it's like, Mm -hmm. why can't that just extend out to, to prostitution? Um, I guess the only the, the thing i have is i think prostitution is sort of a it's a low life thing right you got to be a i mean i i don't know how to put this this is in a good way but it's like you, you you're in a bad place if you're if you're if you're seeking out prostitution right you're yep. clearly lonely and you're not in a relationship and i think it, i don't think it's so it, so here's here's what i'm going to say i don't think it's prostitution i think it's the people that are in prostitution that create this this badness right that sex trafficking and the the assaulting and all the stuff like that it's just it's the people that are attracted to it is actually i think the bigger problem um and i don't think that's ever going to go away right legal or not legal it's always going to attract the low-life scum that are going to make they're going to, uh, they're going to try and get children involved. They're going to try to, you know, they're going to exploit people. They're going to force them into legal prostitution. Right. And I think that's always, that's always going to happen. So I don't know That's that's sort of my take on that. So I guess I, I don't, so I almost don't care if it's legal or not because it's, it's always going to be, but I'm opposed to it. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and I don't know, cause I think it's always going to be sort of a nasty hole. Um, but hmm. yeah, that's my take. All right. Closing
1: um, arguments.
2: That's a good take. Can I,
1: well, can I, before I give my closing arguments, can I just mention something that I think is really kind of intriguing related to this? Hmm. Uh, and I, I'm obviously not naming names, but right after undergrad, I worked in a residential treatment center for teens with behavioral issues. Some of them had drug issues too, but behavioral issues, um, in the greater Salt Lake area, right? So I worked in this behavioral treatment center. I was residential, so the kids would come there and then their parents would fly in like once a month or once every other month for therapy too, because often the parents were the problem. Uh, one of the kids who was there, uh, I remember specifically his mom coming in and then the therapist, because I was not a therapist, I was teaching them school, right? I wasn't a therapist, but the therapist brought all of us together afterwards and talked about some of this kid's behavioral problems because the mom was a high-priced escort in New York City. Mm. She made enough money as an escort to afford this kid's residential treatment, which cost more than $160 a day wow. to have her kid there. Um it was a, a very expensive behavioral treatment center.
0: She was very good looking
1: actually she wasn't amazing but skilled (laughs) clearly skilled at something um her clients were all very well-to-do men so they're yes like street walkers uh are exactly what you described tom right like it's the lowest of the low it's really problematic but as that scales up and josh kind of talked about this right like you have street walkers they're the ones who are most likely to get attacked and beat up and you know that's where all the problems really are and then you have a step up which is like brothel uh prostitutes who are fairly well protected but you know there can still be problems and then you have your high-priced escorts who can make hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars a year um and they get to be very selective with their
0: clients mm-hmm. so just like true sure. yeah that then uh yeah, that- well, who was the guy that? the uh, the Disgrace guy is the governor of... Oh, not Gavin uh, Newsom. No. no. This well, is like weird, is Gavin, right?
1: Why did I say Gavin Newsom? He's the California... Cuomo. Cuomo. But then there was the no. other guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Pro for him. Weird. He had... Yeah. He had the escort. Dang it. I'm going to... But he had that, like, really expensive escort, right? And then... Yeah. They got him in trouble. Uh, but but, but yeah, th- that's a part. whole thing. Elliot right?
1: Spitzer. Yes. Elliot Spitzer yes. is the
0: one. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she I, I remember reading Argo like she was super high end and yep. very expensive and yes, yeah, she probably made great money, right? Absolutely. So that's true. That's true. There is a yeah. there is So a spec- there is variation.
1: The vast majority are the ones that you've described, right? Which is the street walkers, the ones who are working who are destitute, and it's and that's who's, you know, going to use them. The Johns are not, you know, Elliot ne- Spitzer of New York. So interesting.
2: Did you say that the kid He had some of his problems were because his mom was
1: an escort. All all of, all of these kids had problems with their parents. One of the, one of the kids, uh, his dad was a billionaire from California who at the time was the owner of a professional sports team. So he was not a, not famous person. He was a very famous person. And for, for that kid in particular, the therapist repeatedly said like his dad is the biggest narcissist we've ever met. Um, most of this kid's problems are due to his dad.
2: Yeah, okay, So this, so, this, this kid had problems because his mom was a call girl, but she kept being a call girl so she could pay for his therapy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He had, he had attachment uh,
1: issues. Attachment issues. Uh, when she showed up, he was like 16, 17 years old and she was cuddling him like to her breasts, like, like, uh, like you would do with a, a newborn infant. Wow. It was, it was rather bizarre to see.
0: All right, Ryan, mm -hmm. give us your closing arguments.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to do introduce a couple of points. Not that Josh has to agree with any of these, right. But in, in my wrap up, um, first point, a number of mass shooters in the U S in particular have been incels. Are we familiar with the term incel? Yes. Involuntarily uh, celibate. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm certainly not, by bringing this up, I'm not trying to justify the mass shootings by any stretch. But I do wonder if, and this is kind of the if here, if legalizing sex work would reduce the incidence of men, in particular, not having regular sex. Hmm. And I wonder what kind of knock-on effects would result from that, including the possibility of reduced violence. Hmm. So I don't know the answer to that, but
2: I wonder about this. Um, um, let, me, let me address that real quick. Yeah, yeah, because sure. I looked up a study. Where they had legalized it in like Rhode Island to, on a trial basis, mm-hmm. and they did find that it did reduce some of the overall violent crime, which was that's, interesting. Yep, that's the but. Sense. A lot of you know, if these people are already prone to violence, who are they taking that crime out on? The prostitutes, unless,
1: unless the prostitutes are protected like they do in the brothels in Nevada, right? right. So, 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 that's why so I, there, I like there might the, be the something Nevada to model. that. Yeah. All right. Continue. Right, and so so that that's kind of the first point. My second one, um, I've also always found the argument that making pornography is legal, but paying a prostitute is illegal, to be absurd. Mm, you can pay bizarre. people to have sex while you film it and then sell the video to others, and that's completely legal. But just paying someone to have sex is not legal.
0: Yeah, that's that, that is <laughs> interesting. how
1: idiotic, really is that? weird, right? Like it makes no sense to me. Um, and I've seen, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, I don't know if it was like a mock-up because I can't imagine they actually would have done it, but it was like family guy, or I think it was family guy or the Simpsons or something where they actually had like, he was in, in a hotel room. There's a camera set up. He's having sex with a prostitute In come the police. And, and he jumps up and he's like, this is legal. It's pornography. It's not prostitution. Uh, and I, I'm sure it was not actually one of those. Somebody probably made it, but to, in my mind, I've always just been like, really, we're going to say this is fine, but that's not when it's the same thing. Um, these points aside, since much of U.S. sex—sorry, uh, since much of U.S. law is rooted in the right to own things, including ownership of our bodies—I fail to see why people cannot use the bodies they own how they want to. If that includes selling access to their bodies for the pleasure of others, who—and this gets to Josh's point—who is harmed if the person selling it is doing so willingly and is protected in the process? So that's the big caveat, because I get Josh's point, right? If you're being harmed, then that's clearly different. I cannot fathom how prostitution would be any more harmful in that circumstance than, say, smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol, both of which are legal. Um, It's probably even healthier than eating bacon or red meat, which we do know is associated with cancer. But no one is talking about banning those. So anyway, that's my big wrap up. Mm. Josh.
2: Give it to us. Um, I'm going to share that story that I was telling you at the beginning, Tom, um, because I think it's appropriate at this point. So I was telling Tom um, about how I walked into a brothel when I was serving a mission for my church in my 20s. So I was in Madrid, Spain, and... um, I was, we were knocking on doors in an apartment building, and there was four doors. You, you go up the stairs, and there's a landing, two doors on this side, two doors on that side. So we knocked on two doors on, on the stair side, and then as I turned around the stairs and looked down the hallway, there was a middle-aged man standing at a door, and he had just knocked on the door. So my companion and I were dressed in our white shirts and ties with our our name badges that say, you know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, So we start walking down the hall and the guy turns to look at us. Very wholesome, very
0: proper looking.
2: Yes. We're, we're trimmed, nice hair. I'm not like scruffy like I am now. And he turns and looks at us and just goes bright red. And then he just hung his head in shame, like almost like in a movie. It was funny. And he just walked away. He just walked down the stairs and walked away. And we're like, what the crap was that? And then the door opened because he had knocked on the door and a lady answered and she, noticed him leaving but then she looked at us and she was a little confused and so we started talking to her and she's like well okay come on in um we didn't know Next. that we had just walked into a brothel <laughs> she was inviting us in because she thought we were soliciting her so at the same time thing. huh all right thank you it's gonna cost extra who's Ooh, soliciting yeah. who i love you it crazy yeah. americans so we inadvertently solicited sex at this yeah. brothel. No, so we, we don't we want your inside. sex. No, we
0: don't want your religion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we're thinking but she invites us in, you know, for those of you not familiar with missionary work and, and the, the Church of Jesus Christ, um, it's a pretty big deal when people let you in because you get a lot of door slammed in your face. So she invites us in and we're going jackpot. This is yeah. awesome. We just got in. We're going to, we're going to save some souls,
1: Man, and so many thinking, puns in this, so many puns. Yeah. We just
2: got in and, jackpot. <laughs> and she's thinking jackpot. I just got a couple of young, stupid, rich Americans in here. Yeah. yeah right. um, so she invites us in and we sit down at the table and, and we introduce ourselves and it didn't take, I mean, in our defense, I'm a pretty naive guy. But in our defense, we figured it out pretty quickly that uh <laughs> okay, this is probably a brothel. <laughs> and there were there were other ladies there. So we sat down at the kitchen table and started talking to her, and we gave her a book of Mormon, and she was actually pretty receptive and wanted to know about it. So we had a, a good conversation, even though we knew like we should probably get out of here. This is a bad PR image. But here's here's where it got really disturbing. Hey, what what would Jesus when, have done? <laughs> Come on. We stayed and talked. We stayed and <laughs> preached, okay? But here's where it got disturbing. When, when they realized we were not there as Johns to solicit sex, um, I don't know what the signal was, but she was like, okay, we're good. And her son came out, okay? She had like an eight, nine-year-old son who came out and joined us at the table, and he got like a drink of water or something, and he was kind of doing his thing. And all I could think about from that point on was what kind of life are these people living? Especially that kid. He lives in a brothel. He lives in a brothel. He knows what's happening. He's gotta hear it. What how damaging is that to this kid? Okay. Now you could I suppose you can make the argument that this would be better if this was legal and regulated and she had a place of work to go to, but Guess what? Even even when it's legal and regulated, you're going to have an increase in demand. You're going to have people that can't afford the regulated brothels because the price is going to be up. So they're going to go seek it illegally. And these people are still going to exist. These marginalized people that are living on the fridges that we just don't seem to care about. Um, that, guy, that kid grew up to be Don Draper
0: in Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he grow up in a
1: brothel? Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Think that's, I think <laughs> possibly. Um, um, I, I have to, I just have to mention it. I, I'm sure neither have of you have, but Trey Parker from, we mentioned South park earlier. Did any of you no. ever see his movie orgasmo? <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, it's about a Mormon missionary who becomes a porn star. Oh geez. <laughs> on his
0: mission or. Uh, yeah. After. Yeah.
1: He gets recruited uh, on his mission and then ends up starring in a bunch of pornos Um you just made me think of that, Josh. Uh, just because of your your uh, not even but this even remotely What do you this mean it's close? not re- relevant?
0: <laughs> it was based
2: on your story. you think story? this turned me into yeah. a porn star?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what your secret life we, is, Josh. Other than using uh, a bidet. Come on.
2: I'm, uh, I'm pretty all boring. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, Ron, well, Josh, let, yeah, let me up. finish that story. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we had a good talk with this lady and a couple another lady there. Uh, came and and chatted with us, and we actually went back once. We didn't go in. We went back once just to check on them and see if there's anything we could do for them without going in, because um, we're there to serve people. And if they have any questions, we wanted to help them. But I have never. This was 20 years ago. I've never thought that. I've never forgot that kid wandering around. You know, what kind of life is that? Um, so again, this this is a really this is a hard one because if people part of my religion is you can't deprive people of their agency. If people want to do it, I'm okay with people that want to do that. You know, do it, make your own choices, live with the consequences, but there are so many people. There are tens of millions of women and girls that are forced into this or have no other recourse. There's got to be a better solution. There's got to be a better solution. So maybe Norway's onto something. Maybe let's Sweden think about Um, it or Sweden. Thank you. uh,
1: uh, I'm gonna just because of what you said, right? You said this at one point. Um, What if there was a lot of supply? So let's just go with a straight capitalist argument on this. If there's enough supply, wouldn't that reduce the prices?
2: Mm -hmm. But would it reduce it enough? But 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 this is getting to your point, right? So you're like,
1: you're worried that if if you legalize it, then demand goes up. And I'm saying, okay, so demand goes up. What if we just increase supply sufficiently that that drives prices down? This is all ethics aside, right? Let's just throw the ethics out for a second and make this a purely capitalistic argument. Could that potentially address your concern that it goes underground? If there was sufficient supply. No,
2: because because what you're going to legalize is... uh women of consenting age doing it. You're still gonna have the freaks that are looking for kids that are looking for all agree is not good. Yeah,
1: we can't allow that. Like kids can't okay, do this. But, no force. But when
2: we But according to the numbers, and I get what you're saying, just the supply side economics thing, that kind of makes sense. But but because it it's obvious that when you legalize it, the CD side, the illegal stuff of the sex trafficking increases to to meet whatever that weird demand increase is you're still not helping the, the marginalized, you know, you're not going to help the the girls that are being kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. And I get your point in a, in a ideal world, maybe that would work, but I I don't, I don't see it working. You're still going to have the marginalized people.
0: There was, um, all right. Last funny thing uh, so i was actually i read this article about sugar daddies near uh, mm-hmm. sugar daddy.com or something like that yep. i think it's a website guys can go on and meet with girls and they basically pay them for companionship mm-hmm. with uh yeah. with like sexual favors optional right or uh, you know if they want to and um so what it was interesting, I was reading an article about it. It was basically like, it was talking about teachers that were doing being sugar daddy, sugar mamas on the side, or whatever it is, sugar babies, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and they, um, and how? But the, what? Why, the line that struck me is there was a woman who got into a relationship through, through by through meeting through this, right? And so they actually, I don't know, they were dating or became boyfriend girlfriend stuff like that. And um and they and they said this is and someone was saying that this happens a lot actually, and I thought that was really interesting. And what I thought was um. The, the, the idea, it made me think of the idea of uh, sort of capitalizing um, like Tinder or something like that, right? Where you could be like, say you're a really ugly dude, but you're rich or you're really funny. And you know that if that girl just meets you, she's going to totally fall in love with you, right? Or whatever. And you're like, would you be willing to create a barter system to be like $500 for one date with me or you know $100 for a date with me? and just try me out right and then uh and then we see where it goes right and it's like it's paying for the relationship versus the actual sex but the sex is is implied with the relationship right and so mm. it's uh i always i think i genuinely think that is 2 to 3 years away uh in actually being implemented and um because because it's not all interesting low. For men, it's not all looks, right? Women are attracted to a lot of things that I think, especially with women, there's attracted to a lot of like personality, their, their success, their insecurity. It's a big, appealing, it's very appealing hmm. for them. And so I think it's an aspect that I think yeah. that will eventually get flushed out. So, but, oh, did you want to go, Josh? I, I
2: think that's, yeah, I think that's, you're, you're probably right. We probably are on track for something like this, but I think it's going to make things worse. Ryan mentioned incels. You know, th- th- this is a product of our society where the the uh, alpha males get all the breeding opportunities, and they get access to any partner they want and multiple partners if they want it. And, right. and a lot of the rich, good-looking men that's are, never ch- that's are never going to different. take that. I mean, that's um, always always been the case. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but. Back in now, the day, now the
1: incels just have guns. <laughs> no, well that's, that's not the problem.
2: Um, <laughs> of course when, that's not the problem. Oh geez, really? You're gonna seg into Second Amendment stuff here? No, um, I
1: actually was gonna go a completely different direction on Tom's point, but go ahead.
2: The the farther we the farther our society goes towards normalizing um you know prostitution and um not being married before you have sex and all this kind of stuff, the worse the problem with incels is going to get because, um and, and it is trending this way back, back, you know, when this was not normalized and it was more normal to, to wait uh for marriage to have sex, you have more men that have a chance to get married now. um That's not happening. So the incel problem is getting worse. So do you see where uh, I'm going with this? Not really yes, a but, argument, but that's a, problematic
1: argument because really you're talking about a very weird window of time uh you're talking about like the elizabethan era from the late 1700s through the early 1900s I- sure. r- mid 1900s um prior to that uh, later, so go back to 1600s the uh, sure. Like 1950s and sixties, but that's when, yes. um, free love starts to develop, right? Like, the, yes. and then those norms break down, but, but you're really talking about like a 150 to maybe 200 year window where okay. norms of abstinence and stuff like that really were developed before that in a lot of places, uh, <laughs> people didn't get married or if they did premarital sex, wasn't called premarital sex. It was just life. Uh, lots of people had sex for lots of reasons. Um, Yeah. And if you go back even further in time, like it was widespread, a lot of people didn't even get married. So marriage is a relatively recent innovation in terms of human history. Um, But you're, it's like, you're, you're saying the problems that we have today are because we stopped doing this thing that we did for this very brief period in human history. But then we have all of human history before that. Did we have incels running around stabbing a bunch of people with spears because they weren't able to get laid? Um, You know, Two thousand years ago, like there, there no. was an awful
2: lot of people running around stabbing people with spears.
1: <laughs> but were they incels, and was it on that basis, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that's what it was. So I think it mm. is.
2: You could actually make the argument that it was more. It was more incels, tribal. Well, so-
1: it, yeah, I yeah, I get more
2: tribal it's, society where you take what you want. Right, where society's more, different. More there, so
1: yeah, mm. sure, it was more violent. But, but, but anyway, um, my response to to, to Tom's point is that this is an exercise I actually do in my Introduction to Sociology classes. I have students describe the traditional date, right? So like, what is a traditional date? What happens? And as I run them through what a traditional date looks like from media and from what they've been taught, um, men ask women, right? That's traditionally what happens. This is assuming kind of a heterosexual couple. So we'll just leave it at that. But uh, men ask women, men uh, pick women up, men decide what you're going to do, and men pay, pay. Yeah. And when I go through all of that, I say, okay. So at the end of the day, one who has the power and two, what are men paying for? And immediately somebody's always like, Oh my gosh, you're saying that they're paying for sex. And I'm like, actually, no, no, they're not paying for sex. They're paying for women's time. And if that's true, if that's true, then what does it make women?
0: Commodity, escorts. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: A traditional date is functionally an escort system.
2: Right. Uh, that's a weird way to look at it because women but it's totally true, decide.
1: No, women don't have decision power, and here's why. And somebody yes, wi- women, always gives me this. No,
2: no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not true. Women decide who they marry. Two words. Not two words.
1: Aunt Molly. Why did Aunt Molly never get married, Josh?
2: She is. She's a complete outlier. Complete outlier. She fell in love with one guy and he, and he chose somebody else. She's a complete he, outlier. She, women, didn't get women get, she didn't get asked.
1: Women well, only have power. Else. Women only have That's power. A complete outlier. Josh, women only have power if somebody asks them. They can't say no if no <laughs> one asks,
2: which okay, means that, who that, has that may power. be true, but they, but they still get to decide <laughs> yes or no. Not sure. the men. Man can't, a man can't just pick the most beautiful girl at school and go, you're mine now. He, he, can no he can certainly try. He can certainly try. And, and, again, and women's live today would changing. say that
1: women can, women can ask, right? Yes. But when women couldn't ask, women had enough power to say no you're, only you're applying, when they
2: were asked. You're applying a, a, a societal norm from the 1920s to now. What, 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 uh, what good is that? It's okay for women to ask. It has been for my whole life. Thanks um, for tuning in, ask- everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ryan took us into the weeds uh, yeah, i did not. i did
0: i that was me i think, <laughs>
2: I, think I think i okay so
0: it kind of was dumb yeah. All right. all
2: right all right thanks probably cut the last 20 minutes there <laughs> kill it ryan
1: josh we may not always agree when it comes to politics even though we're trying but there is one thing we agree on there is only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom and that's with a luxe bidet
2: I've been a proud owner of a Luxe bidet for years. I have literally owned a Luxe Neo 320 since 2013. That's the warm water model. Talk about happy, fun, poopy time. When I leave the bathroom, I know I'm clean and ready to talk politics in a civilized manner. Exactly.
1: Using a toilet without a bidet is about as uncivilized as it gets. Civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices.
2: And that is why our listeners should get themselves a Lux bidet. And just to be clear,
0: Lux is not supporting one side or the other in this podcast. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.